but it's called talk less, communicate more. Because talking too much is not a sign that you are communicating well. Sometimes it's actually the opposite. This is the Magellan Journal, a podcast series here to help you navigate through EU opportunities. We remove the noise around current EU issues on different topics, such as transport and environment, each time through the perspective of a different expert. In this special episode, we speak to Carla Rocha, a radio presenter and communication expert about why communication is so important, both when it comes to personal and professional situations and how we can communicate better. Hi, good morning, Carla, and thank you for joining us in this podcast. Hello. So the Magellan team knows you well from our radio show team game in Porto, but could you please briefly present yourself to our listeners too? Yes, of course. So my name is Carla Rocha. I'm from Portugal. I'm from the Algarve in the south of Portugal, which is a great sunny location to spend holidays. And I am a communication trainer and I, I'm a radio host. So what I do for a living and I've been on the radio for almost 30 years is I present shows on national Portuguese radio stations. And apart from that, I train people to improve their communication skills. So this is basically what I do. And what we did with the Magellan team was to create a corporate radio so that everyone could have different roles as if they were on the radio and talk about the news and do some sports report and interviews, but all about Magellan topics. So it was, it was fun. I loved it. I loved it. Yes, we, we loved it too. It was, it was super fun. And this podcast episode is indeed all about communication and especially communication and the distance, which we've been doing a lot lately. Your communication career, as you said, began with a radio story. Can you tell us a bit more about your radio days and how you ended up where you are now? <laughs> it was a coincidence. I, I started to work very early in my life when I was kind of like 11. I started to write or, well, I, I was a wannabe reporter, but anyway, I started to help in a local newspaper. And one day I was so lazy, I stayed home and I didn't go to the, it was a super cross event I had to write about and I didn't go. And, and I was really, I was a bad professional. So what happened was when I realized I had to write the article, I, I started to think, who can help me on this? I need information. I wasn't there. I was, it was terrible. And I went to the radio, the local radio station, asking for help. And when I got there, I was about 15 years old. When I got there, they didn't know anything about the event. But the guy who was there presenting a show said that they were doing kind of a casting to, to have new people uh, presenting shows. And he invited me to go there the next day and, and, and do the casting. So I was fired from the newspaper because I didn't do the work I was supposed to do. And I got a new job. So I always say that the radio came in my life as a benefit for being such a bad professional. But I, I never repeated this, I have to say. <laughs> and all at the age of, of 15, being fired yeah. and, and, and being casted for a new role. <laughs> yeah, it's Great. not fair. I know it's not fair. I didn't deserve this. And why do you think it's so important how we communicate, both on a personal level and on a business level? Why should we communicate more? Yeah, we should communicate more and we should communicate better, actually, because communication is connection. It's, it's more than in the business world, for instance. 
it's, it's more than informing people about something. It's more than informing about the strategies, the roles, the assignments, the, the functions they have. It's motivating. It's sometimes you need to calm people down as in this time we're living. We need people to be sensitive. We need leaders to be sensitive. We need even if you don't have a leadership position, you need to be sensitive to others. And what I think it's in a first level, yes, you need to be effective and assertive and objective of, and very clear on what you want to say. But we have another level. You need to be also appealing, memorable. You need to show people what's in stake and you need to be empathetic. So that's why communicating it well, that's why being, you know, creating this connection and building trust when you communicate, it's not that simple. We all have different personalities and different profiles, but we need to make, make this effort and adapt to others. I think this is the main issue on communicating. Mm -hmm. And you yourself nowadays do a lot of communication trainings for, for companies and even for in individuals, I guess. Can you tell yes. us a bit more how can we improve our skills when communicating <laughs> and what are some of the do's and don'ts from your experience in communication? Okay, yes, and we can touch maybe the remote. Most of us are working remote right now and uh, personal communication as well. Yes, I, I would say I... When I go to a company and in about an hour, I will have this group that I'm training from central banks of countries that speak the Portuguese language. And what we are about to do is a couple of exercises. Let me give you an example about how to send an email with something that it's, you need to reply to someone and give feedback about a negative, a negative feedback that you received. We are going to do exercises on how to communicate a change in the department and people need to be motivated to embrace that change. And I guess this is the, the kind of things that we all do, like preparing a meeting or a presentation to the board, whatever. This is the kind of um, interactions we have in our daily lives and we need to prepare them. So I would say that Preparation, and I don't mean by preparation like opening a PowerPoint and starting to write information. No, sometimes it's preparing mentally and thinking about how, what do I need? What's my goal with this? What do I need to say? And what do I want people to know, do, and feel? And if we have this in mind, so I would say that the big do in communication is do prepare your interactions. Think previously about what's your goal, what do you want the audience or the person to do, and, and start to group your ideas. Don't try to say everything. And that's another, that's a don't. Don't try to say everything. <laughs> because What do you mean by that? Yeah. Yeah, because we tend to say, we tend to talk too much, basically. We tend to talk a lot. And at the end of the, um, that talk, that it can be a conversation. If it's important, if you want to have some kind of influence of what's happening there, consider to have three topics. For instance, three reasons why I think you should improve on this. Three reasons why we need to be aware of what's happening in this project. Uh, group your information in blocks of three, for instance, and go to the conversation with a an opening and an ending and thinking very clear about the goals. So I, 
I would say that's the the main thing, and we don't do that in our daily life. And then it's I'm I'm a story person. I love telling stories, and I think the corporate world and we in our personal lives uh, we tell stories in our personal lives by the way but when we get to the business world we tend to be you know very rigid and and mm-hmm. we tend to hide ourselves and we lose with that we lose connection and i think we should reveal more the person we are and give the opportunity to others to connect with us and we are we humans we have stories all around us we have events and small disasters and things that happen all the time in our lives. And sharing that, I think it's it's a good strategy to connect to others. Mm-hmm. So we should apply a bit more personality even when we are communicating on a business level. Yes, we should reveal ourselves a bit more. And also a funny one that I understood is we should communicate more, but we should not talk too much at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I have a book. It's written it's in Portuguese, not translated yet, but it's called Talk Less, Communicate More. Because, <laughs> because talking too much is not a sign that you are communicating well. Sometimes it's actually the opposite. Great. So curious to know more about your book, and I hope it gets translated to English soon. Um, and <laughs> on the other hand, you also gave TED Talks, and maybe you can tell us a bit more what were they about, and if you can extract a few main points from your talks. Uh, yes, my TED Talk is called Communicate to Connect, and it's in English, and you can find it on the YouTube. Just uh, search Carla Rocha TED Talk, and you will find it, Communicate to Connect. And in this TED Talk, it's all about stories and it's all about the stories we are telling and because of that, we're somehow losing opportunities. And I, I talk about, I, I explain actually a method that I've created. It has five steps and those five steps allows you to recognize where are the moments in your life that you can bring to your communication because those moments in those moments you've learned something and if you've learned your audience can learn too so those moments and those stories they underline the message okay they they highlight the message you want to pass to your public so i always when i think about a story i always think with the end in mind okay if i need a story why do i need a story for so i, I think one of the Topics, one of the highlights of this TED Talk is when you think strategically, I mean, if you go to a coffee shop with friends, you're not thinking, oh, I'm going to tell a story and what's the message? No, you just tell the story and you have fun. <laughs> But when you are in the business world and you want to, to introduce a story in your communication, you must have this in mind. Why do I need a story for What's the message the story is going to underline? And that's the first point. And the second point is... We all have stories. I, I, I work with a lot of people that in the first stage tell me that they don't have stories. Nothing happens. My life is not interesting. <laughs> And mm. we all have stories. So I would say that idea number two is we all have stories. And uh, finally, we need to take that chance. I mean, it's not risky because we can think about it and we can select the stories we tell, of course. But we need to, if we want to tell more stories, we need to try it, okay? In, and for that, we need to let go of some 
thoughts that we might have um, and thoughts that come from our, I don't know, childhood, uh, college, where people used to tell us that, well, working is very serious, so don't talk about your personal life. Well, I think that is those days are over. I think we need to do a bit more of that. You also mentioned before remote communication, and this is what mm -hmm. me and you are doing right now as well. And we've been doing it a lot in the past two years. Do you have any tips and tricks on how to improve that? Yes, I think I can give you some. And my tips, they are based on my radio experience, because in the radio, we don't have, we don't see the audience and the audience doesn't see us, right? So we kind of, I kind of give remote, when I talk about remote, I always start with the advices that I received on the radio to be effective. And this has to do with, let's say, on the remote, I would say never open your microphone or your camera without knowing what you are about to say. So again, this leads to preparation. Prepare it. Think about it. Use structures. Don't be boring, because if you are boring, you're done. So prepare and Try to be as short as you can, because we are all really tired of these remote interactions. So I would say, again, number one is prepare. And number two is be intentional. And let me tell you what I mean by this. We, in the remote, most of the times we lose the facial expressions. Well, I believe we don't lose. We are there. If we turn the camera, we can see people's faces. We can, the, the, the way we frame our image, you can do that in a way that it shows your gestures. So you really need to be attention on that, on the nonverbal, gesturing, looking at the camera, pausing, once in a while, interrupting the project, projection of the PowerPoint slides, because when you interrupt, your image gets bigger, right? So you can see the eyes and the expression. Mm -hmm. And we don't do that a lot, unfortunately. So I would say be intentional. There is a gap between being physically with, with a person in a room and being remote. But what I believe is that we aren't doing everything we can still do to reduce that gap. So mm -hmm. it's up to us to try to reduce the gap. So I would say prepare, be intentional, and be intentional with the nonverbal, and be intention, intentional with, your, with the emotions. If you're in a room with your um, team, let's say, they can see you are excited. But if in the remote, they don't have that perception, so consider to say it out loud. I am excited with this, or I am really worried with this. Be intentional when you verbalize your emotions and prepare. I, I would say those are two advices. And then the last one, add variety. Don't just drop information. Add some variety like, uh, like we do it on the radio. Maybe having someone to be your co-host in that meeting. Maybe involving people to participate because we don't want to be you know, passive spectators we want to be involved so this mm -hmm. think of involving people doing some games i don't know just be more mm -hmm. creative in the remote it's essential i would say those are very good advices thank <laughs> you finally uh, i need to ask you because you had such a long communication experience could you maybe tell us a story from your professional career there is an that is an example <laughs> of a communication disaster 
oh my god funny maybe to convince our, our listeners how important <laughs> communication actually is <laughs> yes well the, i have a i have a, a moment where a communication disaster happened actually yes i have it was a while ago i would say maybe well seven years ago i guess I was presenting this show, Café da Manhã, on RFM with my uh, co-host, José Cui. He's a funny guy. And we were, we, we have been doing this show for 10 years and we, we had this chemical, really nice and positive chemical. And the show was so, it was really funny to hear. And we always did interviews with artists. And one day, a Portuguese singer, Miguel Angel, he, it was his birthday and he was also releasing um, the new record. So we invited Miguel Angel to come to the show, but we wanted to do kind of a surprise. So we got in a meeting, brainstorming about what surprise we could do to Miguel Angel, and we came up with this idea. Okay, let's... um. Let's buy a cake. I know it's not that creative, but the surprise, let's buy a cake. And the cake had to have some images that were connected with Michelangelo youth. So we had the idea to do the cake with the images and all of that. And our marketing director, she went to the best bakery shop in Chiago, uh, Lisbon, a wonderful place. And she made the request to do the cake, print the images we wanted to print on the cake. And then she was very uh, specific. We need the cake to be on the studio at six o'clock in the morning and you should deliver to José Coimbra. José Coimbra was the first person to come to the radio in the morning and he would pick up the box take it to the studio the box would be there until Miguel Angelo comes we talk a bit and then we just open the box and the surprise was all the country everyone listening with the, we would sing a happy birthday to Miguel Angelo so this was the the surprise and the moment we wanted to achieve I don't know what flop of communication I don't know what happened but when Jose took the box to the studio and we were there talking to Michelangelo and everyone listening, taking the kids to school and going to work. And when we opened the box, what was written all over the cake was delivered to Jose Quimbra. Just <laughs> on the fondant, all over the cake, that's all you could see. <laughs> and it was so stupid, delivered to Jose Quimbra around the cake. It was... It was so stupid. I don't know what kind of um, communication error happened, if it was from our marketing director to the girl in the balcony or, or the, from this girl to the man who did the cake. We, we even inter interviewed the, 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 the bakery man, <laughs> I mean, the cook. <laughs> and I don't know what happened. So when I, when I tell this story, I mean, the message I want to underline is that if, when we communicate in a meeting, in a presentation, or when you ask for a cake or a coffee in a bakery shop, you need to be aware if the intention that you really want to achieve is uh, if you did the right thing, okay? Yeah. You need to clarify and understand that if you have communicated well. And okay, this is Double just checking a, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> double checking. That's it. That's the message. You need to double, you need to ask for feedback. Mm -hmm. to make sure your the message is there <laughs>
Oh yeah, that's that's a great story. Thank you, Carla, for sharing this You're with welcome. us. That that was my last question actually, and I'd like to thank you for this very interesting conversation, very personal as well. Thank and, you, thank um, you so much, Andrea. I wish you happy holidays for the upcoming weeks. Happy holidays for you all. It was a pleasure to be here. If you like this podcast and want to know more about Magellan, check out our website at www.magellan-association.org.